Attention Timberwolves fans, there will not be any games for the next week. In order to prevent starvation and to ensure your body receives its typical dietary intake, we would like to provide our listeners with the time-honored recipe to Arby's Beef and Cheddar Sandwich. First, make the red ranch sauce by combining ketchup, Worcestershire sauce, salt, and apple cider vinegar. Then make the cheese sauce by melting cheese whiz and shredded cheddar cheese and mix it with milk. Next, you'll spread sliced roast beef on a medium-hot skillet, sprinkle a tablespoon of water on top, and cover for three minutes. Finally, toast a Kaiser roll and combine your ingredients for a tasty Arby's experience. No three-point shots necessary. Welcome to episode 183 of Wolves Cast, the show that would donate any body part to Anthony Edwards in order to keep him healthy. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. Scott. Any part you want, bro. I've got way too much cartilage in my knees. My my ligaments oh, yeah. are, are just like too tight. You could have them, you uh, know? Yeah, we got we got pieces and parts that are optional for us, but very necessary for Anthony Edwards. Oh man, it's just it's like uh, you know, it's it's like realizing your, your father is just a man. You know, it's like this is, you know, Anthony mm. Edwards has been on such an upward trajectory. It's like what is going to be the first limitation we see him have? And for a sore knee, it's like, oh, is this going to be the thing? Is he going to have knee problems knee in his career? I don't know, but it's it's sad to see because he's struggling. Yeah. I don't know if it's all because of the knee, but hey, you know what? That sounds like something we should talk about on this week's pod. Yeah, we should uh, do a full court press, um, maybe section of that, you know, and uh, really dig in. I think I think that's a good idea. So, uh, but yeah, if, if there's any body parts, and I'm sure most Wolves fans feel the same. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Let's cobble it together. Let's start a bank, like a donor bank. We yeah, between just... all of us, we have we have like a good, healthy body. Ah, I've got so much bone marrow, you could build a second Anthony Edwards out of it. Whoa. <laughs> We're also going to talk about a, a big extension that somebody signed this week. We have Ooh. some tips for what to do over the next week with no NBA games to watch. I mean, there's an all-star game, but, you know, that's not really a game. It's yeah. kind of its own Before thing. Before and after that, there's not much going on. Uh, and speaking of vacation, we're, they're going to rank our top 10 people or things or whatever, enigmas, that mm. need a vacation the most. Who needs that all-star break the most? We'll tell you who. We've got our Wolfies. I've got a really fun all-star game, and somewhere in there we're going to stop and pay some bills with a sponsor. So it should be a good episode. I'm actually really excited about this episode. I just feel like we have got a good lineup today, so stick in. All right. Stick with it. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole show worth of uh, goodness here, and uh, yeah, we're we're happy to uh, get to it right here as uh, as the Timberwolves uh, roll on with another week. Four games this week. Um, it's got defensive rating 13th, offensive rating 10th. Ouch. And uh, a little drop off. N- yeah, net rating goes down from 11th to 12 uh, this week. So, you know, things moving around a little bit there. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting week of Timberwolves basketball as they get to some more, you know, uh, worthy opponents, I guess. You know, they had some bottom, fe- bottom feeder- feeders there for a little bit. Yeah, if you haven't heard, everybody, this year, Eastern Conference is the hot conference to be in for the first time maybe in my lifetime. Pretty I deep, mean, pretty deep. probably not my lifetime obviously the bulls and stuff but uh you know basically for the past 15 years it's been west 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 you know and so uh we gotta do a little tour of the eastern conference which is nice you don't always see these teams we saw some teams for the first time this week uh 
Uh, we started off the week oh, yeah. in Chicago Friday. Uh, I love this matchup. I always think it's a really good color jersey matchup. You know, you called it too. I didn't. I mean, um, you know, the red versus blue. You yeah. know, and it's like they yep, wore they, they wore the white did that. they wore the white jerseys. But I just oh think, did they? Yeah, okay. Because that's the only thing to make it better is the red on blue. When we had last yeah. year, we had the or two years ago, we had those baby blue MSP ones, and then we mm. wore them, and they wore the yep, red yep, ones. Yep. Oh, I'd watch that game again. Could have had red versus blue again. Uh, it was good to see our friend Zach Levine, and not so good to see our enemy Dermar DeRozan. <laughs> I mean. To be, I know he's in the middle of a crazy stretch. He just beat like Wilt's record for consecutive games with 35 plus points, oh. over 50 percent shooting. Wow, he's been just tearing the league apart these past two weeks. But uh, all star starter. The thing is, Demar killed us when he was with the Spurs. Mm. Like I remember so many Spurs games where it was just like, why is it that we can't guard Demar? We have everyone like standing in front of him, and yet he still makes it look like that that mid range jumper. Just it makes it feel like nobody's guarding him because he can hit it so consistently. He's a great regular season player. You know that was just the thing is he never could really get it going with Toronto, you know, in the postseason, I think. Yep. That was that was the issue. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping, you know, with uh, both Lonzo out and Caruso out, we were catching the team at the right time, but DeMar said, no, you're catching us at the wrong time because I'm on fire right now. Yeah, Bulls just in general hit a lot of shots, hit a lot of threes. Yep. Um, I, I felt, I put this note down that this was another um, Towns on Tilt game. Um, Last straight voltage. Back. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of screaming, a lot of not getting back, a lot of bad stuff like that. And then uh, the other thing I thought was notable about this game was Edwards, I think, had a, had a great like drive game. Maybe one of his best like driving games of his whole career. He had a stretch in there of just like no one could stop him. I mean, you know, I know that's like what he thinks is the case all the time, but uh, yeah. he was like he had like three straight drives in a row that were just like no all the way in for like lefty finish. So, so one of the few things stuff. that felt like it was falling, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I he, mean, we scored 122, but yet it still felt like it was a struggle. <laughs> You know, yeah, Wolves give up 134 points in this game. Yikes! Regulation that's game. A, that's a, that's tough. But uh, Chicago's a good team this year. You know, not a lot. Of, Both teams you know. really weren't that concerned with defense. It felt like I think at the <laughs> beginning a lot of, of high the game scores in this week, it was fun because at the beginning of the game, Patrick Bev homecoming. His mom was in the front row. He shot a three pointer, looked around, and turned around and looked at mom as it uh, went through the hoop. But then he tried to do it again later in the game in front of the Chicago Bulls bench, and he missed it. And then uh, after, like, I think Bev did one thing where he, like, stopped somebody and did the you're too short sign. And then DeMar just was clowning Pat Bev later in the game because Pat Bev was trying to stop DeMar. Nobody could stop DeMar. Too early to pull that one out. DeMar gave it back to him. So, Uh, Yep, so Wolves uh, Wolves lose there on Friday. Um, But then, um, you know, keep the Midwest, the Midwest tour alive and uh, head to. Indiana, Indianapolis, Sunday afternoon game. Super Dangerous Bowl, game. Sunday afternoon game, yeah. Pacers are one of the worst teams in the league this season. I definitely think they're kind of going for that bottom spot, you know, to get a good draft pick this year. They never really tank. Uh, I think there was a great stat about, like, yeah. they, ha- they haven't picked lower than ninth in, like, 20, 30 years or something. So it's just like the Pacers never bottom out, so they ha- rarely get good draft picks. But this is the new look Pacers. Got to see Tyrese Halliburton. Got to see Buddy Heald. Um, you know, never really. I don't like the bank house. I don't like the colors of the team usually. So I'm not a but huge. No Turner in this game. No uh, Brogdon in this game. Right. So a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of ins and outs here with yeah, afternoon new game once again. Always a trap for the Timberwolves afternoon game. But thankfully the Wolves pulled it out 129-120. Thanks in no small part to Tayshawn Prince. You know, <laughs> it was really nice of not Tayshawn Prince. Who am I thinking of? Torian Prince. Gosh, yeah. Tayshawn Prince. I call him Tayshawn a lot, too. Uh, th- I thought you were actually going to go there. But I don't know something about Indiana. You were played for Indiana, no, but Indiana, I'm going Detroit. With Tay- I thought you were going to. Torian Prince. Uh, this T Prince. Uh, <laughs> T P. He, uh, he graciously gave up all of his minutes in this game so Anthony Edwards can stay on a tear. That's what. <laughs> 
Finch just said I didn't play. I didn't play him because Ant was going so hard that yeah, I wanted yeah. to keep him in. So Ant uh, put up forty-seven points, was it or thirty-seven? It was thirty-seven. Yeah, that's what it was. And then he saw that he missed three free throws at the post-game presser, and he was like, oh, "I could have had forty if I just hit those three those free throws." They add up. Turns out you need them to, they'll haunt you. to get to those highest Missed free throws will haunt numbers. you. That's kind of been a trend this past week, too. The Wolves missing lots of free throws this week. That is the Wolf. key to, I think, like getting like 50 and stuff. Like usually if like Durant or like Harden or any of these guys get like 50, they shot like 14 or 15 from the line or something. Dumb. Oh, yeah. I've always, cla- always that. I've always clowned Trey Young because I'm just like, uh, whenever you see him have a big scoring night, there's always like 15 made free throws or something like that. Like, But that's that's efficiency. That's how you get lots of big points games. Like I've yep. said, like I hate on him for that, but at the same time, like that's how literally any big scoring game has ever been done is you mm-hmm. you got to get like 10 to 15 at the line at least yeah yeah totally but Wolves win this game they you know and probably in the afternoon but yeah they took care of business against a team that doesn't really want to be winning right now and uh, but still a pretty pretty fun game there and uh yeah 129 uh 120 on that one and uh yeah Wolves just kept hitting shots there at the end it was not a good defensive game but the offense was flowing, so all the shots were going in the fourth quarter, and they just kind of stayed in front rather than kind of held off the other team. They just, you know, the name of the game is score more points, and yep. the Wolves did that. <laughs> well, that brings us to Tuesday's game, which is very anticipated, not only because you get the Charlotte Hornets, fun, exciting team, you get a mellow ant oh, yeah. matchup that mm. we're going to be watching for decades to yeah, come. The draft. The decades draft upon debate. decades, but... Uh, the other thing was that it was the first home game since D'Lo uh, called out the fans for being a little too quiet. Since yeah. the, since they all decided, let's do that Lynx thing where we all stand up and stay on our feet till the first bucket. So there was a lot of chatter about that. The Fox Sports North, excuse me, Bally Sports broadcast was all about it. They got behind it. And you know? uh, it, it was a good effect. It not only did that uh, like have a lot of energy at the beginning of the game, but after the game, people were talking about how it felt like a playoff game. Jaden McDaniel said, I've never played in a playoff game, but this is what <laughs> I think it would, it would feel like because the crowd energy was so good. Um, I yep. mean, the game was really ugly. I was I was going to go to this game, but then I had too much work. I'm glad I didn't go because the overtime would have mean I definitely would, wouldn't have gotten <laughs> all of my work done. But yeah, I was also kind of like, I'm kind of glad because the, the middle part of this game was just so terrible. I mean, it started off really fun, lots of high energy, fast break points going on. And then it, Tim Rolls in particular, but nobody could really hit a shot. Just clanking, clanking, clanking for like two or three quarters. Really, really ugly game. Uh, it just felt like we kept missing, and Charlotte would just eke out a little bit more points, and they kept getting in front of us. In the fourth quarter, they were up by 13. Wow. And it was just like, man, this is – I'm, I'm kind of angry I watched this game. But that crowd energy was still there, Neil. They didn't get quiet because we were down by 13 in the fourth. They kept the energy going and improbably spurred this Timberwolves to a uh, you know rally in the fourth quarter. They overcame that 10-plus point deficit, forced the game in the overtime, and, man, Carl Anthony Towns took it from there. Yeah, something of a seesaw game here. Wolves got up. First, and then there's a big Hornets run, and then, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, the Wolves were down uh, nine after three, <laughs> after three quarters. But yeah, like you said, they, they marched back and, uh, you know, they're down six with three minutes left, but a couple towns, threes in there, uh, took the game to overtime. And then the Wolves kind of just took care of business there in overtime and were the better team. And, uh, and just towns was just one of, it was just one of his better clutch games, I think, you know, uh, definitely not tilt cat on this one. No. 39 hand, points, 15 plumbly. rebounds, three Ooh. assists, one steal, one block. Sheesh. And like I said, Dang. took over in the fourth. Just being like, hey, I'm the Jeez. all-star here. I'm going to act like the all-star. But, yeah, I mean, the Hornets shot 41%. Wolves shot 39%. Both teams shot 24% from three. Wolves were 13 of 55 from three-pointer. 
That's not good. Thirteen uh, of fifty-five. I mean, that at that point you're just hunting for Arby's. You can just you're trying to get that free beef and cheddar. I wonder how many. That's got to be close to one of their most attempts. I guess in overtime that you get you get some extras in there. So, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you know, also it. shout out to Jaden McDaniels. Maybe the best game of his yeah, season. Really good. Just crushed it. A yeah, great stat really line. Defensively. Could not have gotten to overtime without him. So it's nice to see him showing out. Yeah, totally. And um, the last game this week, um, Scott, I was not able to watch. I was in Orlando all week, so I was catching up on these games. Did not quite get to watch as we record this last night's game against Toronto. So uh, I'm going to ask you to give me the game recap as well as our listeners. Usually, you know, everybody knows what the deal is. But for this one, I somehow remain totally in the dark. I don't know what happened to Target Center last night. You did tell me that the Hornets game was better. Um, or like more enjoyable to watch, I guess. No, but, the Toronto game was more enjoyable. Yeah, sorry. Because yes, uh, the Hornets game was kind of ugly. In the yes, middle. yes, yes. I mean, so, I like the outcome of the Hornets game. Well, who who won't take a win? In take, overtime, take a win. But. Take a win. Okay. Uh, so so why don't you tell me all about uh, all about what happened? Um, you know, in uh, in the Toronto game. The other thing we didn't mention is Anthony Edwards did not play the second half of the Charlotte game, bang knees, and you yep. know, we know he's had that knee issue. So, um, Actually, I think it was his ankle that took him out. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was I a left ankle sprain. And okay, did he play uh, Wednesday night against yes, Toronto? Yes, he did. He okay. did play. He played a lot of minutes. So he played 31 minutes, so I don't think uh, that was bothering him too much. Uh, but he didn't play very well, unfortunately. Continued that streak of poor games for him. Neil, the good news about this game is that we held Toronto to 103 points. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that might not be good enough. <laughs> the bad news is we only scored ninety one. Oh, the, the Raptors took care of business. Only two players oh. really showed up for this oh. game, and that was Carl Anthony Towns. He had 24, 11, 3 assists, three steals, and another great game by Jaden McDaniels. Everyone, eighteen mm-hmm. points, seven rebounds, a steal, a block, an assist. Uh, so those two those two showed up, but man, Ant, D'Lo, and Vando were so terrible. They were just. <laughs> Terrible people to name. Yeah, and three of them are starters. Yeah, I know. Uh, And that was really tough. That's what prompted my idea to do power rankings. Who needs a vacation? Because all three of those guys really looked like they needed a vacation. Uh, They looked terrible. Like none of them got double digits in points. It was just. Oh, man. Gary Trent with 30. Gary Trent Jr. game. You know who. Homecoming. You know who's in courtside? Gary Trent Sr. Oh, I love it. Wearing his giant furry puffy coat. It was great. Shaq of the Mac. Yeah, absolutely. So Gary Trent Jr. (sighs) got into Got a technical foul with Patrick Beverly before tip off. (laughs) What? How? What? Like okay. during the tip off? Like during the tip off circle, they were jostling. Yes. Okay. But uh, that makes sense. Uh, I thought you meant like in like they were like like talking benches, junk like no. during the layup lines or something. Well, what happened? Uh, Jim Pete broke it down. Was that Gary Trent Jr. came over to the Timberwolves side and used their rosin and stuff? Like they each team has their own supplies, and yeah, he went okay. over and used the Timberwolves stuff. Yeah. And then I think it was Prince who was had a problem with it. Maybe it was a different player, but well, they started jawing, and then everyone got up to the. Uh, you know, to get ready for the tip off and Pat Bev and Gary Trent Jr. are just shoving each other. And so, uh, yeah, they both got technicals before the game even started. And Weird. Gary Trent Jr. ended up winning that one because he had a great game. Yeah, he uh, yeah he excelled out of that the most. Speaking of, you know, like DeMar, he's been all in one lately. He's been having a great stretch scoring mm. over 30 points in like six or seven straight games. So, you know, Gary Trent Jr. really showing out with Fred Van Vliet on the bench. Um, but this is just a, it was a much better game to watch. It was a lot closer. I don't think 
any team that was ever up by more than like 10 points or so. So it was kind of like a seesaw game for most of the game. Yeah, it looked like dead even after it looks like about dead even after three, but Toronto outscored the Wolves 31 to 17 in the fourth. Ooh. Yeah, it was the second night of a back to back, and you could tell sure. the legs were a little heavy. Uh, I said it was nice that we played the fast team on the first night of the back to back and the slower team on the second yeah, night because really. the pace of play for the Raptors is much slower, which, you know, attribute, contributed to that 103 91 final score. Um, but man, you know, because I thought, you know, just coming into this, I was like, man, the Hornets are a fun team. I, I can't wait to see Miles Bridges. I can't wait to see Lamelo Ball. I can't wait. You know, there's guys, hurt, but yeah, yeah, scary Terry. Like, I can't wait to see all these guys. And then you see the Raptors, and you're like, man, they have a lot of. They have even more fun guys on the team. They got OG. They got Pascal. They've got you know, they got so many great Scotty personalities. Barnes, oh Scotty yeah, Barnes, Scotty so. Barnes looked good. He didn't score a lot, but he looked good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Raptors really fun team to watch. I also like the. Bally Sports coverage of the Nick Nurse, Chris Finch stuff. Uh, Chris Finch was an assistant coach for Nurse, both uh, overseas in Britain and uh, in England or UK, whatever you want to call it. Last season, yeah. And then uh, last season with the the, um, Raptors. And so there was a nice little bit about, uh, they showed a clip of Nick Nurse talking about the time him and Chris Finch met the Queen. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. So love that was cool. It, it was nice to see those two that. guys together. Uh, it was funny. Nick Nurse kind of schooling Chris Finch, though. So you got it. That's the rivalry to watch, you know, right. going forward. So yeah, they teased this game on the game before Dave and, Dave and Jim did by saying, like, he had never faced his only team he had never faced as a head coach, Chris Finch. It was mm-hmm. the Raptors. So he got it. Got it yeah, done here. But, now, uh, now, yeah. Well, there's one more team he's never coached against. The Wolves. The Wolves. Man, can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the only other thing I wanted to say about this game was the bench. Uh, it had, you know, with the starters playing so much in overtime in game one, you got to expect the bench to step up for game two. Yes. I felt like Prince and, J- J- like I said, Jaden brought it. Prince had a really good game. And then there was one other bench guy who did good. Nas was okay. And then, but like... Jalen, I don't know why Jalen's not playing. These last two games, I really felt like we needed buckets, so I kind of wish Jalen got some more run. But uh, J-Mac, zero assists, one turnover. (laughs) You know, the broadcast has been touting his large assist-to-turnover ratio over Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks. So that was a regression there. And Malik Beasley was like two for 12 or something. It was just a pretty bad night for everyone. So it's good to go into the break, get a vacation. We just need to, you know, take some time off. Here's the tip. Speaking of folks who need a time off, that would be Anthony Edwards. And, uh, you know, he's having, you know, the, the, we talked about it last week because, you know, there was a little bit of that pressure from, uh, there's some quotes, you know, from, from Towns and from, from Russell talking about him, you know, kind of just, just trying to, you know, play through it and get through it. So this is something that's been ongoing, um, you know, that they have the, I forget, there, there was a diagnosis too, that uh, jumper's knee, whatever jumper knee, jumper's knee is Tendinitis, called yeah. officially, you know, uh, kind of the idea being, yep, it's sore, it's, it's uh, you know, just overuse type of injury, but also something that, you know, um, you know, isn't necessarily going to get a lot worse, you just kind of got to rest it, is, is kind of well, the deal. you so. hope that's the case, because Ant's not taking himself out of any games, you know, Ant's going to say, mm. I can play no matter what, which is dangerous, because you know, I feel like he can. He probably has a pretty good pain tolerance. He probably, you know, even at eighty percent, he's more athletic than most guys on the team. So I think that's a very dangerous place to be in because that's how you know you 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 get that big first injury that teaches you about limitations because Ant has no limitations. You know? Yeah, he's he's headstrong and uh, does not think he needs to be, <laughs> be sitting out. I was also worried because the ankle sprain against the the Hornets was it or is it, yeah it was the Hornets. a Hornets game yep. and that's something you see where like. Like, it wasn't his knee who did it. 
it wasn't a knee problem, but when you have an injury, a lot of times in sports, what can happen is you compensate for that injury. You see with pitchers a lot, they get in trouble because if they have a elbow or a shoulder problem that hurts, they'll start throwing their pitches a little bit different and then they'll start putting strain on the wrong muscles yeah. and then all of a sudden they need Tommy John. Mm. Yep. And you just so, run differently, you know, if you have a weird knee or whatever. And, yeah, you're you know. pushing off your foot differently. You're, you're, yeah. you're just, you're altering your body whether you know it or not because one part of your body hurts. And Ant's knee is hurting, so did he twist his ankle because he was compensating for the knee injury? Maybe. You know, that's the kind of things that I'm worried yeah, about. Yeah, didn't, they didn't really like go back to like a moment like when he got, because you know, I didn't see the Toronto game obviously, but in the Charlotte game when it was like, oh, he's not going to play in the second half. They didn't like show a moment. They kept showing like him at half court, like during like halftime warmups, like kind of warming up with the trainer, and that was it. So I don't know if it, it must not have been an acute thing or whatever. But I think I remember him leaving. Sort of I think he, I remember him leaving the court actually after he got hurt in the first half. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like you said, it wasn't like a giant thing. And so once yeah. again, hopefully, you know, hopefully, I mean, best case scenario, this is just an ankle sprain. It is just a little knee soreness that will not get worse, even if Ant starts playing big minutes. Uh, but I just feel like that's a very risky situation to be in. So I mean, I know Ant is never going to say no to. A real rising stars challenge, you know, he's got he was the first pick for the Clorox Rising Stars challenge, but uh, I, I kind of wish he would sit that one out because it looks like he needs a week off. Feel like Black Jesus. Oh, we hope hey, he, we Black need Jesus that. rested we on Sundays, that. Aunt. Come oh, on. Oh, there you go. But yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be okay though because he's going to get a lot of rest, even if he plays. 25 minutes or i mean i guess it's i guess again it's gonna be weird i keep thinking of like the rising stars challenge is like the old edition but now it's like yeah. this weird like oh he, he could play just one game and then he's done and he's only played like 15 minutes or he could play you know two games and he's the leading scorer and the leading minutes person or whatever but right. either way he's gonna play uh you know i think that's all just gonna be back to back to back so he's gonna suit up and play once and then he's going to get like, you know, five days off. After and because the scoring format, it's like first to 25 or something. They could be really short stints for him, uh, especially yeah. if he's hitting his shots. But yeah. it's hard to know how much of his struggles lately have been health related because it could just be a slump for him as well. He's not, but he can't shoot it outside and he can't shoot it inside except for that Bulls game. I mean, he, also the Indiana game, he obviously scored a lot of points. Got to the line a, a few times in Indiana, which was really the trick. But um, it just seems like when he gets to the rim, a lot of times he's missing like easy layups and stuff because he's just a little little bit off and his jumper has been terrible fouled yeah and so uh i think that it's been a real tough time watching and it's really been his biggest slump of his career probably and i don't know how much of that is the injury's fault but it's been pretty tough to watch yeah he um yeah so it'll be good for him to get that break but it's also you know it's not his rookie year but it is his first full nba season exactly and also i mean i guess last year was close 72 versus 82 and he played what every game or he played every game it. last year yeah so it's like he he's been through the crucible a little bit but he also this season is like there's more pressure the team is actually good he's playing better defense like he's 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 probably exerting himself more in this season, you know, even though we're not to the 72 game mark. So I think it is partially that, too, where it's it's a little bit more intense. I guess there was more, was more condensed last year. Yeah, there was a lot was of back riding on last it. Year, but yeah. yeah, so it's I think it's that, too. It's I, just like growing pains. I don't think you necessarily are like, OK, rookie season, I'm at 100 percent. I'm getting depleted. I'm down to like 20 percent. Mm. And now next season, I'm at back at 100 yeah, percent. I think, really. you know, obviously it just adds up well, over short time. Turnaround yeah, too, right? exactly. So. so. Um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully he, he takes a nice vacation this week. He's heating up. 
All right, next topic for Full Court Press. You know, had a little extra vim in their vigor uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, who? That was Mr. Pat Beverly. I heart uh, Pat Bev. Yeah. You know, it's the shirt, but it's also now the Timberwolves email subject line. I got it. We heart Pat Bev or something about <laughs> and announcing his extension. So, you know, that's the that's heart the, emoji that, or H E R T. No, it, it was a, a less than sign or a great, or yes. it was a less than sign in the, in the three. three. Yep. Got that's it, how got you do it, it in it. an email subject line. But mm-hmm. Pat Bev staying here for another year at least he signed a one-year extension for 13 million dollars which i'm very excited about we haven't been shy in our praise for pat beverly uh you know i was like everyone always says and i and i'm experiencing a little of this on reddit right now where <laughs> they had the clip on our nba of pat bev and gary trent jr getting you know the technical foul Free before game. tip off and the comments are just you know taking a dump on pat bev like all the people because pat bev is pissed, wide, he is pissed off like almost every fan yeah is, is very he's sullied. made every team and like everyone always said he's that kind of guy you hate him when he's on another team but you love him on your team and how many teams he played for three like houston la and minnesota yeah that's so it. it's like the other 27 teams are like nah get that guy out of here you're dirty i want to say though i loved pat bev when he was on the other teams i didn't find that you know it was true because i i've always loved his i guess i never hated him but i didn't i guess i wouldn't say i wouldn't go as far as i loved him but yeah. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt and i appreciate, I guess love is I, strong but i admired him i you put know? him in like the draymond green box of just like i can't hate on this guy's like energy and effort and i think he's smart but yeah i don't want to play you (laughs) so it's good to have him here uh like we've said this year he's really i think played a large role it's hard to know who is the most responsible for our new defensive identity but i feel like culture or our new culture on the team but i feel like one since the team mostly stayed the same and we just added prince and beverly it's you know it's easy to say beverly's the guy who changed the culture but and especially with his defensive reputation it's easy to say well we got pat bev and then our defense ended up being really good i guess that's the reason why I don't think it's 100% his responsibility, but it's hard to deny that he's really been like a leader in the clubhouse for a very young team. He's like the only vet on the team. He's the only guy over the age 30 on the team. And I think that he's, uh, if he is at all responsible for this new identity, this new toughness from the Timberwolves, this new kind of no- nonsense attitude, there's been a lot less nonsense this year. There's still <laughs> been some nonsense, but a lot less nonsense. So. If all of that, I think he contributes to, and it's just what this team needs. Guys of this caliber rarely stick around. You're, you're, I know he's over 30, but he's definitely not like Andre Karolinko, end of his career, kind of, you know, we, he signed with the Wolves. That's usually when we only get big name players when they're on their end of the career and they need one last stop. But no, Pat Bev chose to be here. I think it says a lot about this team right now uh, that he chose. This is a guy who's been to the playoffs every single year of his career. He's never been to the finals. This is a guy who probably, you know, going deep into the playoffs year after year after year probably has, you know, a goal of getting to the finals or playing in the finals or going farther in the postseason. So for him to be like, you know what? I think the Timberwolves could be that team. I'm going to stay here. Mm -hmm. It says a whole lot about this team. Yeah, I think he he did good to get this contract. I mean, it's just it is sort of a strange, um, you know, sort of situation here. It's, I think it's very uh, rare that you see the one year, um, yeah, kind of like bigger than normal salary for like a older guy. I mean, it makes sense with his age and everything. Like that's the reason why it's not a longer contract. But yeah, this is a this is a really I haven't really thought about this yet. Again, I was out of town. I kind of disconnected. I was in the Disney bubble. I just forgot all about the team for a little bit. But I did see this headline. And it's I'm kind of 
thinking about it and processing it right now. I haven't even looked at the Wolves books and see how this you know affects that or whatever. But I like the number. I, I don't mind the number. I mean, he's a borderline, uh, you know, he's a backup slash can start for you in a pinch like type of thing guy right now. And and that's not a horrible number number for him. And obviously, just the one year doesn't necessarily hamstring you for you know down the line. Um, you know, when it comes to you know re-signing Anthony Edwards, when it comes to re-signing Jaden McDaniels, uh, Jalen Noel, Nas Reed. You know, these are some of the guys that the Wolves have to think about. Coming for go, coming up forward, uh, you know, forward on their books, but um, I like it. Like you said, it's all the you know he's getting rewarded for what he's brought to the culture and what he's brought to the defensive improvement. Even if he's not that good next year, you know, if he's not this good next year or whatever, I think it still is worth it to reward him for this year and for the sort of locker room vet who now is not just the guy parachuting in, but he's been with the team for a whole season before next year, you know. So I think I think there's a lot of reasons why this makes a ton of sense, and um, I like it on, on 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 the surface, you know. So I think it's I think it's good for all parties and for him. I th- I don't know that he would have gotten. Uh, a one-year uh, contract worth that much in the open market this year. He would have maybe, maybe he had, like had a two-year. Worse situation. There would have been an option in the second Sometimes year. Sometimes you team see option. guys. A lot of times you see a guy with they have one last big year on their contract. They'll rather take four years and less money per year and kind of yeah, work out a new contract. The, the, yeah. the longevity certainty. Yeah. So he's not doing that, but I think. You know, I don't know what the cap situation is league wide this summer. Maybe he saw what teams are going to have cap and decided he there's only to be a, a part few of that. teams. Who, there's only like six teams who are going to have cap space. So. But I think that what obviously this does is it keeps our books clean for the next next summer. You know, like mm. next year we've got a lot of people still on the books. It's the last year of Russell's contract, and then we've kind of lined up most of our contracts so all the money comes off the books for Cat's final year on the team. And so it's kind of like a good area to like pivot. Like we could choose to. I'm sure there will be a lot of talk about extending Russell this off season, but we don't need to do that. And so there'll, mm. there'll be a lot of talk about how this team goes forward. I think we have one more year of this team in its current iteration with the D, the D'Lo Timberwolves, and then we'll have one year with Cat left. Will Cat ask for a trade? Will Cat stick around? I think you know the chances of Cat sticking around are a lot better now than I th- would have said like a year ago. Uh, just because I think Anthony Edwards being on the rise is, kind of gives Cat a reason to stick around maybe but I just think that there's a lot of decisions to be made after next season so keeping him around for one more season makes sense cap wise with this team yeah that's a good point to bring up like towns and and everything too because what you're doing here is um, you're sort of fortifying that you're at least uh, hopefully going to try and run this back in in some sort of way next year they could have just gone oh look at Jalen Noel he look how much he's improved this year he can be our other guard or whatever you know and kind of go the cheaper route with it but instead they paid up to kind of keep the status quo in a lot of ways with this guy who you know is really important for your team. Well, especially because we keep we keep him until the end of Delo's contract. As long as Delo's here, Pat Bev is here, and that's kind of a good fit on the court, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Delo's been so good this year because he doesn't have to guard the point of attack. He can be kind of the free safety on defense and call out coverage stuff, and Pat Bev will take care of the dirty work. You know, if we lose that, we lose a lot of that kind of defensive edge we've had. This well, season. and it's it's insurance for a you know maybe you don't come to terms with with an extension for Russell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at that point, then I believe they'd both expire at the same time after next season. But maybe if you do that with Russell, you're more apt to trade him, and then you're happy to have Pat Bev. You know. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I I just think that, or, or yeah, or there's a trade or something, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, it sucks to not have a point guard, but we got Pat Pat Beverly and, and J Mac here, so um, makes a lot of sense for a lot of ways or a lot of reasons, and I just think it's um, it's a you know, it's a it's just about how how much Beverly is meant to this team more than anything else this year, and. 
rewarding him for that. So shout out to Pat Bev. Hopefully you can uh, keep bringing it like this. And there's very uh, little forward. risk in a one-year deal. You know, I feel like we, I would still feel okay if this was like a four-year extension, but then we'd be talking about his health and like mm-hmm. getting into the age curve and stuff like that. But like there's, as Aaron Gleeman likes to say about baseball, there's very little risk with a one-year deal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If it doesn't work, well, they're just gone after that. Yep. You can right. get rid of it. Moving up. He's on fire. It's a tough week. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's, it's uh, the week. Tough the, week. Tough week upcoming. The, the week, upcoming week is going to be tough. Yes. Uh, it's the only worst time is the week after the baseball all star game because there's no sports going on in the summer, pretty much. <laughs> like in, like, but, like J- July or something. Yeah, this is tough. This is a tough week because after the NBA all star game, there'll be a lot of pageantry, but then. We have the lawn early part of next week. I mean, we have the whole day off on Monday, Neil's President's oh, Day, and yeah. we don't get to watch a President's Day marathon of NBA games. I know. They, they chose uh, MLK to really lock down. Is there like Monday? Like, Yeah, well, they had to push the All-Star game back this year because of the Super Bowl being later. But okay. It's tough. Uh, it always happens. There's this weak stretch with no Timberwolves games to watch, and that's really tough for people. So we're, you know, going to offer you some survival tips. What what should you do with this week off? Yeah, I mean, th- I think there's this can fall into a couple different buckets, and the first one is going to be like if you want to keep on with the Wolves, like do you, you don't want a break? You're not interested in uh, you know a little bit of something different. You're not interested in a palate cleanser. You want to keep going deep with the Wolves. Um, so in that case, you know, you can watch old Wolves games. That could be classic stuff. You know, there's some stuff you can find on YouTube, uh, maybe in your League Pass subscription. I know they're doing yeah. a lot of like um, like vintage games on there as well. So you can go back to previous years or just back to earlier this year and watch some of those games. Uh, you've heard it on the pod. Uh, Bally Sports Buggy app has <laughs> blocked me from watching three different Timberwolves games oh, this no, season so three. far. Most recently, the second Detroit Pistons game. But after three days, even in market, NBA League Pass will put those Timberwolves games That's up right. there. So I can go back and watch those three games. It'll be like three brand new games I've never experienced. Experienced. Yeah. And Free from the confines of the buggy Bally <laughs> Sports app. Yeah, or maybe you were just like uh you know out of town or something happened, you couldn't watch that game. Well now you can get back. You can watch the Raptors up. game. I, can, I'm gonna, I plan to watch the Raptors game this weekend. It's gonna be great. Um even though now I know the situation and uh it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna have fun. Um another thing you can do if you wanna keep diving into wolf stuff is you can do um th- this is something I'm not sure that many people know about, but um Synergy Sports is a service. That uh, you have to, in a lot of ways, you have to be like, you have to somehow prove your credentialed me- media member sometimes or cost a lot of money. It can be hard to get a Synergy account. But what you can do is go to NBA.com and uh, you can you can do a lot with like video, like possession by possession, um, you know, re- video replay. It's called their video box score. And you can see, you could really pull up any, you could pull up. I want to watch every offensive rebound Jared Vanderbilt has had this year, and you can just watch them all. They'll just clip them all together, and they'll just play it on a loop, and it's really fun. Or just like, oh, shots in the paint for Towns, or left-hand drives from from uh, from Anthony Edwards or whatever. So No, you, no, I think you had it right the first time. Offensive rebounds by Vando, that's the most exciting <laughs> the clip. You know? Sure, but whatever that is to you, or if it, even if it's just for entertainment purposes, or if it's just like, oh, I want to learn more about – why you know Ant isn't finishing quite as well in the restricted area, or whatever. There's a lot you can do with uh, NBA.com's like video box score stuff. So that's a good way to especially watch some you know maybe you know dive into a, a certain uh, area of Timberwolves basketball this year and learn about more about them or just entertain yourself like you said with <laughs> with the Vanderbilt rebounds. Uh, anything else, Scott, for like for like Timberwolves specific stuff that people can do with their time here this week? Um, spend some time with Kevin Garnett. 
There he has. Oh, a I still haven't watched it. Documentary I haven't watched yet on Showtime. Showtime. And oh, I, I'm, I'm trying I to look it up it. right now. I, I mean, I'll give you my password. I've got it. <laughs> I've got an account just so I can watch Jesus and Mero. Yes. I see. Yes. Um, but there was, I, I also feel like I can't find it right now. I'm Googling. I think he has a series on Showtime or something as well. So yeah. I've got some stuff, some KG yeah, stuff deal. saved up to watch. So I, I'll probably do that in this next week. Uh, That's good. I looked it up. There's no Iowa Wolves. G League is also off this week. They, they take the same all-star break. That's, Seems uh, like a real missed opportunity, yeah, G League. Really, but yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing there's reasons why it, it makes sense for the league to line uh-huh, that up. Uh-huh. Um, but also, you know, there's always a sale for a huge discount on NBA 2K during the All-Star break. And I've been putting it off because I've been telling myself for the last two years, I'm like, I'm just a month away from getting a PS5. I'm not going to buy NBA 2K until I get that PS5, then I can get the upgraded version. And so I haven't played NBA 2K in like two or three years now because I still haven't gotten my PS5. It's it's still something that's going to happen soon. And I'm still in that spot where I'm like, I should wait till PS5, but at the same time, it's going to be like ten bucks on sale or something, you know. And it's I haven't played as Anthony Edwards in a video game yet, <laughs> so you know maybe it's time to just you know pay twenty bucks and and spend a week and not feel bad about. It. The thing is, like NBA 2K is so much fun, but then if you spend like a week just playing NBA 2K games, at the end of it, you kind of like, what did I do? You know, like where did all the time go? At least with like a linear video game you're like i made this much progress. progress i completed this part of the story i leveled up this much but you're just like no i just spent hours with fake basketball Scooping. games but it's a lot of fun so that's another thing you can do yeah and then um i don't know i don't have much else i mean i guess you could um you could work on your own basketball game you know go hit the gym take this time to you know timberwolves game sometimes might block you from uh, either working out or you know working on your on your free throws or whatever it might be so you know, you could uh, you could take this time to you know get, get your physical fitness uh, you know back going, or you know work on uh, work on something, work on your handle. I don't know. Get, get get down there and get working out. You have to find a gym if you're if you're here a local in Minnesota. Although you can just go in your basement too and just dribble. I don't know stuff like that. So there's lots of basketball things you could do, Timberwolves related, video game related. Working your own game for your pickup purposes. You can go look at Carl Anthony Towns' IMDb page and watch whatever movies he has cameos mm. in. So many possibilities. She's got a habit, I think was the name of it. Or Yeah. No, no, no. She's got a habit is the Spike Lee thing. It was uh what a man geez. wants. Oh, okay, yeah. What a man wants. There you go. Uh yeah, so let us know what you're up to. Uh how you're gonna survive without the NBA. Good luck to you because uh it's gonna be a long week, but you'll get through it. You can listen to this podcast over and over yes. again if you really need it. Perfect. Uh fantastic. That does it for full court press. Time to uh uh, hear a word uh, from our sponsor, and it's a it's a very timely sponsor, uh, and uh, we love them very much. So let's uh, let's get into it and uh, make sure you all know about uh, the folks who are help making this show possible. Happy All Star Weekend, everyone! It's time for one of the most exciting events on the league calendar. No, I'm not talking about the draft. I'm not talking about the trade deadline. I'm talking about the NBA All Star Game. The NBA's best players will showcase their skills while some of Hollywood's biggest celebrities look on. The star power? Off the charts. Of course, not just any city can host this massive cultural blowout. That's why the league turned to Cleveland, Ohio. For years, players and fans have been subjected to All-Star Weekend being held in warm, popular cities like Los Angeles, Miami, Atlanta, and New Orleans. This time around, the NBA has decided to mix it up and place their mid-season party in the only location with over 315 days of gray skies per year. The beauty and weather of many other cities cannot be matched. 
But once you feel the cutting chill of a 35 mile per hour wind gust off the banks of Lake Erie, you'll realize that this is an all-star weekend unlike any other. When you think of Cleveland, glitz and glamour might not be the first thing that comes to mind, but after a weekend in this fine city, your imagination will be captured by the reasonable cost of living and blue collar values. Better yet, this will be the first all-star game where street parking via coin-operated meters is guaranteed for all fans. It's, come on, people, it's one of the very few cities where J.R. Smith can be on your team and still be contributing because the nightlife leaves a little bit to desire. That's thanks to the land's complete dearth of nightlife or relevant culture. So we'll see you in Cleveland. It's more than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's more than perpetually bad professional sports franchises. It's your new favorite NBA all-star host, Cleveland. At least it's not Oklahoma City. Thank you to visitcleveland.com for their support for Wolfskins. Up next, we got to get to Power Rankings. Power. 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 All right, as we mentioned, uh, we got a, we got a week, everybody. It's, it's going to be a little time before you see NBA basketball again. And, uh, you know, lots of people need a break, uh, including us. But uh, we decided to rank uh, those people. Uh, there's, 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 there's 10 of them. There are 10 people, 10 groups of people, potentially, who just need, uh, really, they're looking for, they've, been, they've had this all-star break circle in the calendar for a long, long time. So we're gonna we're gonna count them down here. And you, dear listener, you deserve a break too. Give it yeah. to yourself. Take it easy on yourself. You give know, your, give yourself a break and uh, treat yourself. Let's uh, let's get it going here, Scott. With number ten. Number ten, it's the zebras, everybody. It's the referees, NBA referees. Man, have they been on one? They've been very cranky lately. Maybe it's just because the wolves are always complaining. But I feel like they've been crankier than normal. Very short-tempered. We've seen a lot of quick technical fouls. Uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're not even doing much to provoke it. It's tease everywhere. And uh, dare I say they're becoming a little bit vindictive. Maybe like, ah, I'm angry at Pat Bev. I'm going to give him one right now. Or, oh, Carl's always complaining. I'm going to get my revenge. So I think the referees, you know, it's it's uh, tough getting yelled at every single night, running up and down the court. You got to put in all that shape and then wear clothing that's not very form fitting to show off all the exercises you've been putting in. It's tough. So referees, I feel like they they really need a break. Yeah, they need a break, and uh, you know it's it's been hard for them too. They had to go through the COVID absences. They had to go with only two refs on the floor instead of three. Uh, they got all these new rules. Like they, you know, not, they got uh, new new uh, you know points of. Points of uh, what do they call it? Uh, emphasis, you know, that they're working on as they, far as some of the you know foul drawing behavior. So they've had to deal with replacement refs as people are out oh, with health and safety protocols. Chile refs. So yeah, they need a break just like the rest of us. So it's good that they'll be uh, taking a taking a chill here for a little bit. That brings us to number nine. Mike Nori or uh, the Wolves, uh, you know, assistant coach team. You yeah, know, it's the been- staff. You know, they put in a lot of work when they were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at the beginning of the season, all revved up with energy after a summer of relaxation. We hit the ground running in terms of defense. Man, top 10 in the league for the first couple months of the season. But then, 
Last couple weeks, where'd that defense go? It's bottom bottom 10 in the league all of a sudden for the month of January. So maybe the guys, maybe the girls, maybe everyone who's tied to the coaching staff needs a little bit of time off so they can come back and re-really uh, commit themselves to the defensive end of the ball. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it must be hard during the season. Like, you got to prepare for the next game so, so much. It's always just about the next game. So I think it's nice to have this break and they can kind of you know, like you said, regroup and kind of look at the final 25 games of the year and be like, okay, what needs to happen here? Micah can and, work uh, on yeah. what funny things he's going to say in February. Uh, he's, or he's not, he's not doing halftime. It's March. I hope March. he comes back. Yeah. Cause he's got to get, uh, he's got to get those, those key phrases right. that he uh, tells his kids or whatever he's going to get in there. So uh, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get the coaching staff some rest. That brings us to number eight, D'Angelo Russell. You know, I think it's a, uh, he, like need, I, he needs a vacation. You follow him on Instagram. He takes vacations whenever he wants. Man, in the summer, that guy knows how to relax. He looks great on IG in the sun, sunglasses on, maybe a bucket hat, just shirtless, laying around with a girlfriend, or just like laying in the sun, being on islands everywhere. <laughs> you see him on the golf course a whole bunch. Man, I think of anyone on the team, the guy who knows how to take a vacation is D'Angelo Russell. Get out there, get some sun, D'Lo, hit the golf ball. Take a photo next to the pool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, D'Lo, um, you know, he's had, having a nice year. Really, uh, you know, I think has uh, earned the respect of Timberwolves fans uh, after after a tough start, maybe to his tenure here. And uh, yeah, he's someone you know. He's not he's not like Ant, where he's you know you know rocketing up and down the floor and you know jumping out jumping out of the gym. You know, he doesn't doesn't really have that kind of game. So it's not like oh, he's so he's so banged up and hurt, but. He's a guy that uh, I think has to be in it uh, mentally and emotionally in a different kind of way, you know. So I think shot's like, been looking a little flat this past week. So I think it's more of a yeah. It's not. This isn't really a physical break for him necessarily. He just needs to get away from the game, from the from the hustle, from the you know the grind of of, of the NBA schedule. And right. I think it'll do him well because he seems to be you know kind of an intellectual guy who needs to have his mind in the right place in order me- to mental be mental health. Best. Is physical health, everybody. There you go. Yeah, well said, well said. All right, that brings us to number seven. Jim Peterson. Uh, we've noticed that, uh, you know, he is, uh, he's, he's been uh, snipping at the refs a little bit more, complaining about the officiating. Yeah. I think he's even called himself out um, on that as, as saying, like, yeah, usually I'm pretty, you know, even killed about this stuff. But, you know, he has, uh, he's been, he's, he's been offended by the refereeing. Uh, Sacramento from time to time. or Bulls game where the player was out of bounds, he touched the ball, and oh. like Nas was handling it. And he's like, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah, he's just been a little bit, which is fun for me at home because I'm always screaming at the refs. So to hear Jim Pete does it just eggs me out. I'm like, even Jim Pete says so. But that's not the guy we know. No, you know I mean? it's he's been a little unfair. And he's. He usually starts with, you know, oh, you know, being a ref would be so hard. I like, talked about <laughs> that that Reddit post with Pat Bev and Gary Trent getting into it. On the broadcast, Jim Pete was explaining how Gary Trent went into the Rosin of the Timberwolves back. He's like, nice. you can't do that, or you don't do that. <laughs> and Reddit was making fun of him, you don't do that. So, uh, you know, we get it. You know, there's been a lot of games in the past couple weeks. It's a lot of traveling, especially this past, math, this past month of January. Jim Pete's probably been sleeping in his own bed like five nights. So give the guy a break. We'd all be a little cranky after the stretch of the walls are just on. Yeah, it's all good, Jim. You'll get a good break, uh, hit some golf balls, and uh, come back around. That's right. You do what Ben's does and take vacations between Timberwolves games. Like Ben's will be like, oh, uh, we're in uh, New Orleans and the next home game isn't for two days. I'm going to spend a day in Miami. <laughs> you know, Ben's knows how to take vacations on the road. Jim Pete, you got to do the same thing. Yeah, that's a good move. All right. Up to number six. 
Patrick Beverly. Uh, this one speaks for itself. He's the oldest player on the team. And, uh, you know, even though he just signed that new contract and uh, is, is uh, in a good place for next season, you know, he's probably riding pretty high on that. As you mentioned, you could see it. Uh, you know, he's just he's just got an old body. He's an old guy. DNP, old. So. He's played a lot of playoff games. You know, he's, he's not known to, you know, necessarily play all 82. And in fact, he almost never does that. It's kind of so, beat up. Misses but, games here and there. And, and so, but that's not necessarily rest. That's like, oh, you're getting back from injury. So that's that's hard. So he's just someone that, in general, probably the most, you know, it's weird with Anthony Edwards. His is like an overuse injury, but he's also like the youngest guy on the team. He's like, he's probably going to be all right. But um, Pat Bev, on the other hand, especially now that he's signed up for next year, it's got guaranteed. To probably so. figure out his taxes and what that does to it. So you know, he could take the time off, meet with his yeah, accountant over yeah, this past week, yeah. get so, it all straightened away. So just just more of a thing with his age, and um, you know, just just needing to needing to kind of think of the long term aspect here. Don't don't worry about just and now. Yeah, exactly. He's not a free agent anymore this uh, this upcoming season. So Wolves got to be a little more careful with uh, his long term health here for the next uh, you know eighteen months. Or so that brings us to number five jake layman jake layman jake layman definitely jake layman needs a needs a break jake layman number four carl towns that's right uh neil you didn't see it during toronto i thought he broke his hand for a minute he got he got his hand hurt the thumb was all messed up he was shaking it for like two quarters he had to go out of the game and i was just like oh this is just what we need a broken it was a shooting hand too it's like oh he was really favoring it. like a Even, fall like just like around the basket like going for a layup and he got knocked down yeah i think he smacked it on a different person but i forget oh. exactly what it was i think uh-huh. he got hit and then he's like that was a foul but he didn't call it and hmm. but he took himself out of the game he, and then even when he came back i was like oh good he's back and then he was still shaking his hand though like very demonstrably so um cat banged up you know obviously he's gonna go do the all-star game thing he's gonna dominate he's gonna win the three-point shootout then he's gonna you know have that reunion with zach levine andrew wiggins his pal d book and they're all gonna be playing for team durant that's gonna be fun but then towns take some time off my guy because carl anthony towns if we know anything we've kind of gotten to know him over the years carl anthony towns is definitely one of those kind of guys who needs to recharge his batteries by being around or with loved ones seems like you know when he has time off he goes hangs with his extended family all the cousins and stuff takes the time off with jordan woods you know get some good r and r and i think that he really comes back refreshed from these kinds of things so he got to charge up those batteries he's been playing well he's been playing like an all-star it's not bad but i think he's a little beat up and i think that he's going to look a lot fresher this time next week well in towns you know he will he will benefit from um you know a relatively new uh wrinkle to all-star weekend which is the first game after All-Star Weekend is not until the following Thursday. Yes. It used to be like Tuesday. So if you played in the game, you did not get any vacation. You did not get a break, really. And that's how it's different now. So it's like, really, that whole change is, is best for the players who actually have to play, which are the league's best players. So it's in the league's interest to give them a break, too. So it's like, you can be in Cleveland and then go ahead and, uh, you know, Sunday right after the game, fly out to Mexico or something. Yep. And you got Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, whatever, to, to hang, you know, and then get back on Wednesday to play on Thursday. So... I think that's really cool is that he'll have that break despite being in the game, in the three-point shooting contest, in all this stuff. So looking forward to Towns getting a little break as well. All right. That brings us to number three. Oh, my gosh. We're getting so close. V8. Oh. Vando, the Vandalorian. It is Jared Vanderbilt. Number one hustler. Man, the biggest come up of the season. Everyone's been impressed by what he's been doing. But, man, this past week. It finally happened. The V8 engine is out of gas, Neil. He has just looked like not himself the past couple games, especially last night. 
And that's to be expected. He has played more minutes this season than he has in his entire NBA career combined. That's amazing. That's an amazing stat. Of course, he's not hitting a rookie wall, but he's hitting a wall because that was a, a quite a huge jump in minutes for this guy. Who knows what his body's going through? He, how can you prepare yourself for something like this? So he looks like he's just, you know, because this thing is if he's not going 100%, and he doesn't have that that extra little advantage to get those rebounds, to get mm-hmm. those tips, to do all the little things that really are what makes his game soar. And so I think, you know, man, if anyone deserves a break, Jared Vando. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, he's... He's he's another guy who you, know, you talk about towns and the wrist and stuff like he takes some nasty falls him and like Nasri like those guys are always on their butt they're all I mean again it's because of the hustle a lot of all the times from Vanderbilt so it just kind of it's just kind of what it is it is what it is but a lot of little, he probably got a lot of like you know bruises all over his like hips and stuff like that like dude falls all the time he's running he's diving out of bounds like he just must have so many like little tiny like paper cut type injuries that's going on right now that a nice little week off that'll that'll heal you right up so that's right and we need that we need that kind of guy who can hustle and not have to be worried about his body so gotta gas up get well soon Vando. all right that brings us to number two speaking of nas reed oh yeah has, uh, two followers in a row has taken a licking and is barely ticking right now that guy is beat up they were talking about it on the broadcast last night. Nas is just taking some hard hits lately. And, uh, you know, it's he's not, you know, he's he's the backup big, but he's not a huge guy. You know, he's become more slim, trim, you know, yeah, more changed his body, you know. But he takes a beating with those backup bigs. And I just feel like there's a lot of little injuries he's had lately. And I think he just needs a week off to recover. Yeah, very much like him and him and Vanderbilt right here in the same. They're, they're uh, number three and two on this list. They're right up there because, yeah, they're. They uh they take some hits. They're they're bigs, so they get they get hit more than than uh usual you know more than usual anyway, just for their size and stuff like that. But it just seems like there's been several games in the past two weeks where Nas has like gone to the bench with an injury, and you're like, oh my god, is he out? And then he fights his way back on. You know, he's real tough. He is, but uh you know, don't be tough for a week. Take it easy. Careful, Nas. That brings us to number one. Number one in our hearts, number one in the draft, number one on his jersey. It's Anthony Edwards, number one on our list. Oh, yeah. Like he's, we said. He's hurt. He's yeah. hurting. He's hurting out here. We talked about this back in full court press. You can rewind the podcast if you missed it. Uh, but Anthony Edwards, you know, he's got the energy, but he is right now really, really injured and playing terribly. Do you think there's a correlation between playing injured and playing poorly? Probably. Uh, has to be. Has to be. So, like we said, go get your Rising Stars victory. Maybe just shoot lights out so you don't have to be on the court for very long because you're just playing to a score. And then, Ant, please, take it easy for a week. I know, you know, you're, you being completely depleted of energy, you can probably still have way more energy than I do on my best day. You know, like... Like on your worst day, you you can do athletically what I will never be able to dream of in my life. But that doesn't mean you should still go out there and act all crazy. Take a week off. Stay at home with Aunt Junior. You know, watch some TV. Keep those knees up. Aunt thinks he's the best baseball player, football player, skier, curler, walker, runner. Aunt, Aunt we need you to be the best rester. This that's week, right. Okay? That's right. We need you to be the 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 best uh, stay at home. Uh, feet up on the couch type of person here for the next I'll show him a picture and he wags his tail and it's, it's going up on the ground. <laughs> Aunt Junior. All right, that does it for uh, Is that, is that what that photo he posted yesterday on Instagram? Yeah, it was from earlier this season, but yeah. No, no, no. He posted a weird photo on his Instagram this week. I have no idea what it's about. We'll talk about it. But that quote year. was from... Yes, uh, that yes. was like earlier. Uh, but yeah, let us know uh, who else might need a vacation around the Minnesota Timberwolves. We think we got them all, but there could be uh, somebody we missed. Uh, for vacation people but the good news is all these people will mostly get a whole week off again towns and edwards got to work a little bit but uh 
they'll get that break, but so is the rest of the NBA. Thankfully, that Cleveland nightlife <laughs> probably won't keep them up too late. So, yeah, I think those guys are going to get out of there as fast as they possibly can. That's right. All right, that's great. Let's uh, let's get to a different segment. This one's called Weekly Wolfies. Your weekly wolfies. Yes, indeed, weekly wolfies. We have uh, we have some uh, some things we want to talk about. Some things we need to get off our chest. Some things we need to uh, reward with uh, a trophy. I'm gonna get going first here, and I gotta give it up to D'Lo for this whole uh, you know stand up, stand up and uh, and cheer. You know, stand up uh, until the wolves score. That whole thing. It's it was great. We got a lot of work to do, so we're excited. So keep that shit going. <laughs> you know, a lot was made. You know, we did a segment about it last week on the show. You know, uh, quiet ass fans comments and stuff. But I, and I didn't think that this would really work because it would it would have required a lot of buy in from the team, from like the PA announcer, from like their arena, all this stuff. But they got it. D'Lo had a little promo where you know he bought 250 tickets for the Raptors game and for the the Hornets game. You know, so they got that involved, which always gets everybody going on Twitter. Oh, free tickets, well, cool. So you know, they just really I think did a good job with this. I mean, it wasn't in the arena for either of those games, and I haven't watched the Toronto game yet. But you know, we were talking a little bit, um, you know, before we turned on the mics about just the energy that you know, we could kind of feel through the screen in that Hornets game, and you could hear it. And 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 you know, I think Target Center has the ability to like get going if the game is close. And stuff like that but it's almost never that way at the at, right at the top so i think like that was such a big difference yeah. to have and it must to have keep, that at the beginning it must keep people in it once they've gotten a little taste of it because at yeah. the hornets game we were down by 13 in the fourth and the crowd cheered us back into it usually the crowd's only cheering when it's a close game like yeah. you said so i think it's a great call obviously d'lo and the team really worked together with you know the broadcast and everything they they worked out the stops my only problem with this neil is and this is a small problem mm-hmm. you know uh after the hornets game very successful jading McDaniels, maybe the best game of his career. D'Lo takes the game ball and brings it to the post-game media conference, says, this is for all the fans. <laughs> then he's, it's not just for the fans, not just for the fans in the arena. He says, this is for all the fans, even the ones watching at home. What? They didn't stand up. They didn't make noise, D'Lo. That, if you said for the fans in the arena, okay, that's one thing. But how does Jaden McDaniel feel? Is he sad, disappointed uh, that he's sitting in the locker room? No game ball for his efforts? Come on, D'Lo, be a leader. Give your game ball to Jaden. You know, I think, I think uh, this is just a little bit of... Uh, you know, uh, PR, uh, you know, a little damage control potentially right. here for him. You know, a lot of fans didn't like the things he said and was like, oh, he doesn't get it. So this is, yeah, this is, I think, <laughs> at the expense of, uh, yeah, young uh, young McDaniel. <laughs> the game ball went to the fans. <laughs> Maybe it'll keep him hungrier, you know? It'll just, it'll drive Jaden to work even harder because he's like, I'm going to earn that game ball. I'm sure he's got a couple game balls in his career. You Maybe, know? hopefully, right? hopefully. Uh, he's playing so well. I mean, he might really show yeah. out at the Clorox Rising Star. Game. Yeah, let's go. Hopefully. Come on, Clorox. All right, Scott, what's, uh, what's your Wolfie this week? What do you want to talk about? Well, I've talked about on the pod before the wonderful YouTube series, Track the Pack. has been getting better every season. Oh, so if you yeah, watched an episode like two seasons ago, it's like a whole new level this season. You know, it, it almost feels like a kind of hard knocks thing where, you know, they're interviewing players. Players are given exclusive interview clips for it. Really, you know, getting some great, uh, some great back behind the scenes footage and stuff. And I'm specifically giving this Wolfie to myself. Because I, on the podcast, for years, have been calling Jalen Noel a bucket. I'm saying Jalen Noel is a bucket. And yeah. on this episode think, of Track the Pack, I think, I think Towns made, made they, that. They ask all the players about Jalen Noel, and unanimously, they all say he's a bucket. And I'm like, ah, 
I'm glad you all agree with me because I've I've heard Pretty some sure people call Town started that one. Scott. Uh, we'll look up it. Up. We'll look it up. I think I did, but uh, either way, uh, we'll give it to Track the Pack. I guess they can have the Wolfie. I already. That's I cool. don't have any. I, I know about space. that, but I don't. I've never. I've never watched it. I just understand as a behind the scenes. Is oh, it, is it they're long? so well is it done. Like Ten minutes. It's like twenty minutes, wow. and and each and they only come out you know maybe like once a month, but they do a great job of show. Like I said, it's all the behind the scenes footage, all the kind of one on one player plane, interviews that you would hope yeah. from like if there was a hard knocks for the NBA, you know, it's actually like kind of their own TV show. So if uh, I'm surprised you haven't watched it, Neil. So that means yeah. there's other deep diehard Wolves fans out there who probably haven't watched it. I know it's official content, but guys, check it out. It's really good. Yeah, I guess I, I don't necessarily like I'm not like turned off by the official content. I guess I just usually think it's going to kind of be fluffy and sure. like, not worth it. This is definitely <laughs> the most like real thing that they put out. And so yeah, we're talking about what you can do over the vacation when you're missing the wolves. Go watch Catch the back up. episodes to track yeah. the pack. It's real good. It's real good. Catch up on track the pack. Very nice. Yeah, some recommendations there for you to add to your list. Did you see the whatever the track the pack is for the New Orleans Pelicans? They had an episode lately, and uh, D'Lo was featured in it. Oh, yeah, the clip of him. Can, 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 can he shoot? Can he shoot? Yes, I can shoot. Yes, I can. And yes, then can he shoot. takes a shot, and then it cuts to a different shot that he took where he actually made it because he clearly didn't make that yeah, shot in the yeah. moment or else it would have made the highlight. But very cute. Yeah, I like that. I like that like mic'd up stuff that you can get, you know. So that's uh that's exactly. that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. All right, very nice. That's uh weekly wolfies and uh there's one more thing we must do before the end of this show and it is uh it's play a game, Scott. And uh you know, I think you mentioned it earlier in the show that you're very excited about the game, right. and uh, you said it to me too. So I hope everybody listening um, understands that this isn't a normal game. This is this is one to be extra excited about. So Scott, kick it off. What's happening? Well, it feels like every year, Neil, there's an all-star game, and that also means every year around this time on the episode we do power rankings, all-star moments. Or did you do that already? I, we definitely did that in the oh, past. Okay. Or I've, I I've, it today. I've made so many different games about the all-star game over the years. It's a lot of well covered ground at this yeah, point. Yeah, true, true. Uh, so what we have this week, Neil, is Two Truths and a Lie All-Star Edition. Mm. I'm going to read you three statements. Uh, we all know up. Two Truths and a Lie. I'll, I'll read three statements and one of them will be false. You tell me which one it is. About the Wolves. About the Wolves and All-Star. Mm. Okay. Great idea. Alright, here's our first one. Statement number one. For four straight years from 1994 to 1997, a Timberwolf played in the Schick rookie game. <laughs> number two. Ricky Rubio played for Team Shaq in his first year in the BBVA Rising Stars Challenge, but played for Team Chuck with Alexi Chavez the following year. And statement number three, Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, and Wally Zerbiak were all MVPs of the rookie game. Ooh, I like that. That last one's interesting. I definitely don't remember Wally in the rookie game. What were the names? Wiggins? Uh, Levine and Wally. Were all MVPs of the rookie sophomore game. Ooh. That one, ooh, at first I thought it was the second one, um, which was about, like, I thought I thought it was maybe like, oh, you know, Ricky maybe played for Team Chuck both years, but I'm actually going to go with that third one and say that is the lie. The third one's the lie. Actually, number one, this is probably the, the closest to a trick question that there is. Chick. Um, it's so from 94 to 97, a Timberwolves player was nominated for the rookie sophomore game. In 94, J.R. Ryder played. 95, Danielle Marshall played. 96, Kevin Garnett played. Hmm. 97, Stefan Marbury made the team but did not play because of injury. So technically, a Timberwolf did so not close. play for four straight years. Nominated is interesting. 
I liked Wally's that. trajectory though. Wally, like oh, 2000, played in the as a rookie in the rookie sophomore game. 2001, wow, he MVP. was MVP. 2002, he was an All Star. So it was like a nice upward trajectory Dang. for Wally right yeah, now. Yeah, you could see he's kind of in a lot of ways he's kind of like a punchline now. But it's like you can if you just like look at that, you can see like the okay yeah, the people, trajectory. People was like all right, year three All Star, like yeah. that's amazing, you yeah, know. Yeah. Of course. All right, here's our second one, Neil. First statement: The Timberwolves are tied with the New York Knicks for the most slam dunk champion. Championships in league history. Statement number two. Oh, uh, let's see here. J.R. Ryder placed runner-up in the dunk contest to Harold Miner. Statement number three. Doug West, Gerald Green, Derek Williams, and Chris Carr have all represented the Timberwolves in the dunk contest. But you're not saying that's not, that's all the people. Those are just the people. No, those, those are, are just those people are, who have. Those are people who have. Ugh. I know the second one is is a fact, so it's between one and three for me here. Um, what was the first one again? Timberwolves are tied with the Knicks for the most slam dunk championships. That's probably true. I'll say number three is is the lie. Ooh. All of these tie together. So first off, the Timberwolves are tied for second for most uh, all-star dunk championships. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks both have four championships. The Timberwolves and the Miami Heat both have three. Uh, I should say one of those three from the Miami Heat was won by cheating because da- Dwayne Wade made Derek Jones Jr. get that one by telling everyone to vote for four- <laughs> with 49s yeah, so they can get another round of Aaron Gordon. Like, we won another round, and then he changed his, so you get to 50, give it to the Heat. So, really, the Heat aren't tied with us, but you know. Um, Jerry uh, Ryder did play runner-up to Harold Miner. Harold Miner. Remember that. Jordan, uh, Jordan was in that, too. Really? Wow. That was at Target Center. Uh, well, here's the thing. Harold Miner has won. Uh, JR won the tig- Target Center. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The following year. Harold Miner won the, in 93 and 95. JR won in 94 when it was in town. But Harold Miner has won two of the Miami's three dunk championships. Wow. So he's kind of the reason why they're tied with the Wolves. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Chris Carr, uh, he participated in the dunk contest in 1997, which was the last time the All-Star game was in Cleveland. And he lost by four points in the final round to some guy named Kobe Bryant. So which one was the lie? The lie was that we were not first with dunk championships. We're tied for second. Oh, yeah, it was number one. Yep. And I guessed it was number three. That's right. All right, next up. Number three. First statement, the year Kevin won, <laughs> the year Kevin Love won the three-point contest, it was sponsored by Foot Locker. Statement two, the year Cat won the skills challenge, it was sponsored by Taco Bell. Number three, the year J.R. Ryder won the dunk contest, it was sponsored by Nestle Crunch. Ooh. I'll say number one is a lie. Those other two sound right. Uh, it is actually J.R. Ryder. It was the Gatorade Slam Dunk Contest. Oh. It became the Nestle Crunch Contest in 97 with Chris Carr in Cleveland. Dang, they missed an opportunity to have it be at, at uh, Target Center. That's right. All right, here we go. Number four. Yeah, maybe, well, may, who knows? Maybe Crunch changed his name to Crunch. Or, you know, I, he was always named Crunch. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, never mind. I'll take it back. Uh, Nestle, forget, Nestle was always the reason that, that yeah, he is that's Crunch. Right. All right, here we go. Our last one, Neil. Statement one. Kevin Garnett is the only Timberwolf to win the All-Star Game MVP, but two Minneapolis Lakers won it. Statement two. Not counting the 1999 lockout year, Kevin Garnett was selected for 10 consecutive All-Star Games as a Timberwolf and was a starter every time after his first year. And number three. Kevin Garnett, along with Tom Gugliotta, was the first Timberwolves All-Star. Hmm. Probably, I'll guess uh, number three is is the lie. 
KG and Googs, 97, were the first All-Stars in Wolves history. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, I know. That's a long... We almost went 10 years without an All-Star. It's not like baseball where every team gets one, you know? Um, it was this tricky question, though. Uh, Kevin Garnett was selected for 10 consecutive All-Star games, and there was two years he wasn't a starter. His first one in 1997, and 2006, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, Yao Ming. KG came out off the bench that year. Ah, so close. Almost was... Uh, but that, yeah, back in then, it was probably like the head of a center... Right, it was like two yeah. guards, two forwards, two center or one center. You know, it was the, it was the rules, not like it is. Today. I'm sure it was one of those things where it was like KG lost out because the Yao Main's crazy Chinese fan vote or something like that. Oh no, yeah, yeah, that too. Um, that okay. Happens. Finally, Neil, this isn't a truth or a lie thing, but I think it's something all Timberwolves fans should know. I've asked it to you every year, and let's go ahead and do it again. <laughs> Name all the Timberwolves All Stars in, in franchise history that are not Kevin Garnett, Kevin Love, or Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, well, now I know Googs. I probably wouldn't have guessed that one. Yep, Googs is one. Googs and Wally. Wally's another one. And, um, and, uh, did did Trail Brandon get one? No, he didn't. There's only two left. Um, and there was none before. I'm surprised that Doug West was never in there. He was in the dunk contest, but Um, he was not. And then Terry Porter was an all star before he came to Minnesota. Correct, not here. But, um, I think Brandon was an all star before he came to Minnesota as well. Well, Jimmy Butler was the one year, right? That's right. That's the third one. Um, and then the last one would have been uh, Spree or, or, or Sam Cassell, probably one of those two. Sam Cassell, two Same S's, two L's. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. Yeah, no, no, that was that was a really tough game. There was there was a lot of specifics that was just like I have no no idea. So I learned a lot doing the research. Yeah, there's lots I, of good information. In there, I hope people have fun with it. Very hard to play. Right. Yeah. I'll uh, take that into consideration next time we play Two Truths and a Lie. But hopefully you all learned something about the Timberwolves' storied history with the All Star Game. We haven't had growing, a lot growing. of All Stars, but we have had a lot of participation. I think uh-huh. the year. It was like the year it was in Indiana. We had Kevin Love win the three-point contest. Derek oh, Williams. Indiana. Wow. Derek Williams participated in the dunk contest. We had Kevin Love in the All-Star game. We had two guys in the in the rookie game. We had like mm-hmm. the Timberwolf in every single event. You know? Yeah, they're usually in there, just not in the big game. Mm-hmm. Everything but that, typically. But uh, yeah, so let's. Uh, hopefully, it's a good weekend for the Wolves in the in Cleveland in uh, in the All-Star game again lots of representation we're doing, what do you think we're is, doing it all again what do you think is most likely ant mvp of rising stars cat three point cha- champion or i don't know cat mvp of the All-Star game yeah it's got to be edwards yeah it feels like so he's too. yeah especially cuz it's a scoring game you know it's just like all about scoring it's not like he's evan mobley or something like that you know it's like he's right. got he's like the perfect kind of all-star player to like you know who can like totally just fill it up and then if you're the if you're the winning team, he's the, he's the points. captain of the winning team, basically. So yeah, that's gotta be it. I gotta I gotta think that's coming. And then I would go Towns threes after that. I think it is possible. I know we have some questions whether he can get them all up. That's a question, but you know I can see it happening. It's not. It's definitely not without outside of the realm of possibility. So. And I wonder if just like his release is actually somehow quicker than jumping. <laughs> Like maybe he's more efficient. Yeah, it could be. Done, it could very be. He doesn't leave his feet. I've never really seen him shoot like twenty five really I've quick. I've never so. seen him shoot with a rack either. So yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see. Get or maybe he's like maybe the fact that he's seven feet is like hard. That takes some time. He has he's to bend down. Up. He's got to bend yeah, down yeah, to pick yeah, him yeah, up. Yeah, you know, do so. they have a taller rack for the big guys? I don't think so. So be, that's that's definitely one of the most. That's usually what I'm most interested in watching is the three point contest. So absolutely, we'll see. Uh, we'll see about that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see about a show next week, Scott. Should we do a show next week? There's not any Timberwolves basketball. I'm out of town. Our friend, uh, our friend Robert, you know, um, 
co-host of the show, Robert, sometimes co-host of the show, he's in to record. So uh, we'll leave it up. It'll be a mystery whether there'll be a podcast next week. It'll be like the score of the Toronto game before you came on the pod. A complete mm, mystery. Totally, complete totally mystery. a mystery. We might have something or, um, you know, it's also the, the three-quarter way through the season. So we might have to do a review episode like that. That'll either be coming. That'll be the next episode. Just a matter of whether it's next week or the week after that. Well, that's that's probably what we can say. <laughs> but we need to talk about it and figure it out. So, yeah, it'll be a mystery to y'all. Um, How about you just subscribe to the podcast and oh, then you don't have to worry about when we drop the episode. It'll just automatically idea. load itself into your phone. That's such a good idea. Then you don't ever have to worry about is there a show this week or not. I've got if a bad... If there is, it'll show up. If there's not, it won't. Exactly. i got a terrible memory. If I can't automate things, I won't remember to do it every week. So Yeah, that's why we... The thing is we carry these computers around. Make them do the work. Absolutely. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to help us. So make your phone, do the work, subscribe to Wolvescast, tell a friend, and um, enjoy your week off. You know what I mean? Take it easy because it's going to be intense after the break, right? The Wolves, you know, they're going to be gunning for that six or seven spot. 20 games left. And it's going to be a sprint. It's going to be a sprint. It's going to be over before you know it. So uh, prepare yourself right now, and uh, yeah, potentially we'll be back next week with another episode. If not, after that enjoy your all-star weekend break and uh we'll see uh we'll see you next time with another episode of wolfcast bye kevin love has just won the footlocker three-point contest